the kids, agreeing on how to raise them, agreeing on what to allow them to do, agreeing to where are you too strict, not strict enough, it's a fine line. And that's where, if any of you lack wisdom, ask of God. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, and the president of Dayspring Bible College in Mundelein, Illinois. Today on In Grace, we will end, finish our series, Raising Great Kids, and I hope that it has been a blessing to you. Uh, Many of you have children in the home. Some of you have graduated to grandparenting, or you're just an aunt or an uncle or just a concerned church member, and we all need to come together to help parents these days to raise great kids. So instead of preaching today, you're not going to hear me going through, uh, you know, scripture from the pulpit. You heard that through this entire series, but we're going to have a panel of pastors, myself, my executive pastor, who is Pastor Paul Julian, and his brother, who is the dean of Dayspring Bible College and Seminary, Pastor Mark Julian. And the reason that I'm going to use these two pastors and myself is we all have children. Some of our children are grown, and now we have grandchildren, and Pastor Mark Julian still has three kids in the home. So we're trying to give you a a horizon of experience. And we're going to be answering real questions that people, real parents have. So not to say it isn't biblical what we're going to do today. We're just not uh, preaching at this at this um, part of In Grace. We're actually going to be answering questions, but giving you biblical principles with our answers and how things worked in our own homes, and our own lives. Real world answers is what you're going to get today as we're ending the series today here on In Grace, Raising Great Kids. Some of you have said, hey, I'd like to get the entire series. How do I get it? Well, we have it available on our website, ingraceradio.com. It's called Raising Great Kids. It's under $12 for the entire CD of all the messages, and we encourage you to go to ingraceradio.com or call us at 1-800-78-GRACE and ask for Raising Great Kids. Now, right before we get into this, let me remind you that we have an InGrace television program you can watch anytime for free on YouTube, and that's just search for In Grace when you go to YouTube, and you're going to find dozens and dozens of great adventures and all of it based on something scriptural, something you're going to learn about the Bible and uh, the proofs of the Word of God. And so we encourage you to do that. What you're going to see for this week's program is a tour of Noah's Ark. I'm going to tell you how you can get the full-length video at the end of today's program because this is one of those important things. You need to train your kids on how we know Genesis is true and how we know that God created the world and God also judged the world with a flood. So I'll tell you more about that at the end, but I hope that today you will be blessed as we get into how to raise great kids. What I'd like to do is continue by asking pastors Paul and Mark Julian to come up and we're going to tackle some of the questions that you've entered, you've given us. These are real life questions that are affecting Uh, your families and your lives, and um, we're going to do our best from the heart to uh, give you our best answers for that. And uh, I'm going to throw this one out here for you first. What areas of parenting do you and your spouse disagree? Has it been resolved? If so, how? I think, like you said, don't debate with the kids. I also put this down for this as well. 
Um, a lot of times it's a discussion about or a disagreement about a level of punishment with what just happened. So much like are Three Stooges funny or not, you know, I think we all agree they are, but some people don't see that. So same thing can happen where something, the child does something and then to the dad, it's like no big deal. And to the mom, it's like, you're not ready to murder them right now? How, what, how do you not see this? Right, so again, do not have that disagreement in front of the kids, go behind a closed door, talk it out. So we use this rule of thumb. We had to be honest with one another as mom and dad. If we saw a pattern, then somebody was underreacting. If it was a one-time thing that was very rare, then it's potentially something that you could overreact to. But if you're seeing a pattern with a the child, then you know one of the parents is excusing this. That's why it keeps happening. So that's kind of a rule of thumb with that issue. Yeah, I think knowing your wife is going to see things that you don't see. I'm going to see things that she doesn't see. And being open enough with each other to listen when that's happening. And the thing that I've noticed is if there is a disagreement between the two of you, the kids already know about it and they're already taking advantage of it or trying to. And so it's important for us to go and say, okay, how do we figure this out? And then let's work together to figure it out. So... Because they have to know that you're inseparable. Because you were there before they were. So, That's profound, actually. Yeah. But when you disagree, um, and that's something that really affects the marriage. And there's you know, a number of things that really can drive a wedge in marriage. There's uh, you know, the finances, the in-laws, the communication, all those things. But the kids... You know, agreeing on how to raise them, agreeing on what to allow them to do, agreeing to where are you too strict, not strict enough, it's a fine line. And that's where, if any of you lack wisdom, ask of God. And maybe as a couple, the husband should say, honey, I actually don't know. Maybe I have a blind spot in this, or maybe you're being overprotective. Let's sit down and let's just say, God, let's give us wisdom on this. Okay? Do you guys think that would work? Of course it will. So that's what I would encourage you to do when you have disagreements. And again, you have all sorts of different scenarios. You have, you have a divorce maybe, and the kids um, are going back and forth to different parents, and, and each parent has a different value. You really don't have a whole lot that you can do in that situation other than just talking to the ex-husband or wife and just explain, this is our value. This is why I believe this is important. Can you just not let them do that or you know, correct them when they do that? Uh, it's why, why not ask in a gentle, you know, kind way, you might as well. Uh, maybe you're living with a person that totally disagrees with whatever it is that you believe in that's biblical and raising your kids. How do you deal with that? It's tough. It's tough. But you'll have to negotiate that. You'll have to do the best you can and then allow the Lord to make up the difference. I believe in that. I believe because God has a special place in his heart for the uh, people that are in hard situations, the downtrodden, the orphans, the widows, God has a very special place in his heart for that segment. And I believe you would fit into that too. And so God will give you extra grace and extra wisdom and will help you and maybe even somehow help your kid overcome that hurdle of the other parent not parenting the same way that you want to. Okay? So here's another one. Share how your children are different. 
Have you had to make adjustments in your parenting to accommodate these differences? And I've already shared with you that we've had two daughters and they're different. They're very, it's amazing how different they are. And uh, we had challenges with both. And I've already discussed this with you. I'll just share it again uh, so that I can embarrass my daughters as much as humanly possible. That one was very uh, on the surface. And she thought she was thinking and she was actually speaking. So I can actually hear everything that she was thinking. It was a really a huge advantage to parenting. But she was more, she seemed more stubborn. She seemed more kind of resistant to listening. And that was a challenge. And the other one seemed more quiet, more sweet, more uh, open to you know, hearing what we were telling her. But we also noticed there was a, a quiet rebellion in her where she really wasn't agreeing with you. So different in those ways, different in so many ways. And personalities, and, and one loved happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you. The other one hated it, hated it. If you sang happy birthday to her at a restaurant, it was like you've just done the worst thing you could ever possibly do. We had our basketball coach, uh, Bill Adams, at a, a Mexican restaurant, and we told the waiter it was his birthday. And they come in with this huge sombrero. He's like a six-whatever guy. He's this huge guy. And they put it on his head, and he's trying to tell him it's not my birthday. And we're like clapping. And, and they made him stand on a chair while we all did the happy birthday, you know, the Mexican thing. It was the funniest thing you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> but if I'd have done that to Erica, she would have literally killed me. And so how different our kids are in the way that they are. And so... Noticing the differences and how do you accommodate for those differences? What do you guys have to say? The principles that we've been taught through this series of getting to the child's heart, of knowing where they're really at. So whether it's outward or, you know, inward, whether it's more, you know, kind of in your face or more subtle, don't, don't let the methods drive what you're doing. Let the principle drive the method. So one particular child, you can have a conversation with, they've gotten in trouble or they've done something wrong or they've done something good, right? I had one child, I'll leave the names out, that would literally lay an egg. And he's like, yep, nailed it, got it. Man, I did that great, didn't I do it? Didn't I, Dad? I got it. And the other one would do like this amazing job and be like, no. No, no, it was really good. No, I blew it. I blew it. Everybody's personality is different. So you can't just take everything as a cookie cutter and say, well, this is the discipline for this. This is a discipline for that. That's what we're going to do. Um, use the principles of getting to the heart. Let that drive what the methods are because they are all different in how they react. Uh, and sometimes your conversations as they get older in the teen years, those conversations are going to be very, very different. Uh, with depending on how their, their personalities are. And I also think really um, motivating them with reward uh, is a really good thing to do. If you can do that, you sometimes might avoid, you know, some of the discipline things that you have to do. So try to be encouraging. Try to be honest when you're encouraging. You don't tell them that, you know, you could play for the Bulls. I think one person thought he could at one point in his life. But um, most... Don't look at most, me. <laughs> <laughs> you know it wasn't me. But most of us will never, ever, ever play anything professional. And, but don't tell your kid that. But encourage them to work hard, 
You know, encourage them to be a team player. Don't encourage them to shoot, 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 shoot. Uh, encourage them to pass, you know, to try to get as many assists as you can. Yeah, so my three are different, very, very different. One's pretty calm. The other is moderately calm. And then the last one's not. Um, <laughs> but it's really easy as parents to just look at the end result, like, okay, my kid did this, so we're good, right? But if we do that, then we miss the heart of why they're doing it. So one of my kids will do what they're told, but you can tell they don't want to do what they're told. The other one, the youngest, is, I mean, he, he's like me, I guess, and just says, no, I'm not doing that. And then you're like, what? Gotcha, right? So we've got this. <laughs> so I think understanding that, like we're not just looking for this result, but we're looking at everything that leads up to that to know that this kid really understands why we're saying what we're saying and is doing it because they want to do the right thing, not just because you said, and just to get you out of their face, they're going to do this one thing. How many animals could fit on Noah's Ark? Did the flood really cover the entire earth? If you're wrestling with the answers to these questions, look no further than Ingrace's exciting video series, A Tour of Noah's Ark, where Jim Scudder walks through the amazing Ark Encounter in Northern Kentucky with Bodie Hodge, the son-in-law of Answers in Genesis founder, Ken Ham. This incredible series will be yours as a thank you for a gift of any amount to Ingrace. And when your gift is $35 or more, you will also receive two more video series, a walkthrough creation with Ken Ham and Exploring God's Oceans. Or get our entire eight-series creation bundle for only $100. Don't miss out on this exclusive opportunity to learn about a young earth and explore the beauty of God's world. Call now, 800-78-GRACE, or order on our secure website, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Okay, this is a really good one. I don't think we've really addressed this in detail. Uh, how do you teach kids to understand the spirit of the law versus the letter of the law? And I'm sure you all understand what that is. Uh, God isn't looking for us to follow the letter of the law, but the spirit of the law, right? And so that's what we should be working on getting our kids to do. Uh, not to conform to this box, but to be like God. And that's the spirit of the law. So how do you all address that? I think a lot of that comes with age, right? So younger children, we're not really reasoning with them, um, but we can still do that. So uh, we've done that in the past, sat down. This is why you're doing this. This is why you're in trouble because number one, I said not to do it, but ultimately you're, sinning against me, but you're sinning against God. And so at that level, and then older kids, you can have more detailed, nuanced conversations to help them understand and go to scripture and say, okay, here's what God says about that. Here's why we do this. I think having conversations with them to help them understand why I'm doing something or why I'm saying something. So they understand it and they can make it theirs instead of like, yeah, dad's saying this, but he's not saying why he's doing that. Or mom's saying this, but they're not saying why. So I think having those conversations, but I think a lot of that happens when we have 
normal conversations with our kids about everything. So I know growing up, um, mom and dad always talked to us about everything. So we had conversations about all kinds of things all the time. And so I think you gain a little bit more capital to do that when you're always having conversations with the kids about everything. So about their day. Um, and that's not always easy, right? We get home from work or whatever. We're tired. We want to do our thing. Um, and they want to tell us a story and they start in on a story about this. And you're like, well, why would you do that? Right? Because we're old and jaded. And so we have all the answers. And so we tell them what they should have done or what this should have per person should have said or whatever, instead of just being quiet and listening. But I think if we'll do that, then when it's time to say, okay, here's what I want to teach you, they're more apt to listen and to participate in that. I know um, what I learned from both my dad and your dad was the same way, was do not make preferences Bible. So there are some things that are sin. But when I was growing up, my dad would always make it really clear, okay, Paul, this is sin in the Bible, and this is a preference or a guardrail to keep us where we should be. It might change. And he was honest with us about that, that this isn't in and of itself sin, right? Like Paul said, some things are lawful, some things are expedient, some things are not, right? So I think if your kids, especially as they're getting older, when they see from you what you're making, like from God, like, really? I, I don't see that in the Bible. Like, don't make God say stuff he didn't say. But you're allowed to have preferences. Like, you're the parent, that's okay. There were times where in high school, we laugh about it now, but uh, when my boys were in high school and there were just certain things that were fads, I just, I'm not okay with it. Like you're not gonna do that particular thing or wear that particular thing just because everybody else is because it's really kind of weird and kind of inappropriate or whatever. Just like, we're just not gonna do it. But I never said like, this is in the Bible. So I think that's where you can easily lose the spirit of the law if you make something sin and it's not. And then I also say this, like how you give general instruction, like God didn't give us general instruction with like this hateful, venomous voice, right? It's a loving, instructive God until you literally go against him and rebel against him, then it gets pretty serious, right? So I think that's the other part. Like when we give instruction, when we give what the law is, what tone, what mood, what attitude do we give it with, you know? to where, like Mark said, like if the only conversation your kids ever hear from you is the law coming down from the clouds, right? Pretty soon it's just all gonna be no fun and you lose the spirit of the law. And one example of that, uh, we had a little rule in our house. I can't find it in the Bible, but I think it's in there. Thou shalt be home at 10 o'clock on a Saturday night. And um, because I preach, and I don't know, I just think we need to be prepared for church, and we need to be rested, and so that was our rule when they were teenagers. You know, we let them go do some things. We trusted them. We knew they were going to be okay, but you better be home at 10, and if they got home at 10.01, they're going to hear from me. Okay, so just things like that. You can make those rules. Make sure they know it's your rule and why you do that. The spirit of law is important. This dovetails into what you guys were just saying. We've got a lot of these. How do you make sure kids are comfortable telling you anything but still knowing you're not okay with sin? That's hard, right? Because we want to have open conversation. We want them to ask us questions, but then 
what if it's something that they know we're going to blow our top about? Like, how do you do that? Like, really quick, first rule, do not react. And a lot of times, if you know the answer, don't say it until you know they've talked for a while. But this is one thing I learned that helped me so much. Now, I had two boys, so I don't know if this translates to, to, to teenagers that are girls, but I think we're all smart enough parents to figure out what our kids are wondering about some of the things we're teaching them. Like, why do we do some of the things we do? And a lot of these things have to do with rules or things like the whole rest of the world has cell phones and I don't have a cell phone. The whole rest of the world like does all these things, right? So what I would do, pick the right time when you have time to talk, what I would do is I would say to one of my sons, I would say, you ever wonder why we don't do whatever, right? And they would look at me like, we're allowed to wonder that? Whoa, you know? Well, they're already wondering. They're already asking those questions. What you're doing is you're opening the door wide open to talk about it. So that was very helpful. But I think the biggest thing is, is that don't react when they are sharing something. Be available to where you're not going to just, you know, blow up at stuff. And sin is still sin. But if they can't talk about why do we call that sin, you can't get to the bottom. Or if they're struggling with a temptation or whatever, we got to be able to have them come and share that with us. And uh, hopefully you've had those conversations already and it doesn't come to this. Uh, do you have advice on that? I want my kids to know that I would much rather find out something from them than from someone else. So I'm going to be more gracious when you come to me and say, Dad, I've got an issue or I've got a problem. Can you help me? As opposed to someone else coming to me and saying, hey, your kids have done such and such. So I think that's the, the spirit of that question and understanding, okay, there's still consequences, but I think those consequences are going to be different if you're having an honest conversation before I'm finding out about it. The most important thing about all of this, parenting or otherwise, is to make sure you're on your way to heaven. And there is a, a wonderful, wonderful Savior. Uh, he's your creator. He made you. He has a purpose for you. He came and died for you on the cross. His name is Jesus and he lived about 2,000 years ago. He never sinned, but he died for your sins on a cross. He rose again the third day, and he invites you to believe in him, to trust in him. And if you'll do that, you'll be saved today, tomorrow, and forever. The gospel is good news. Bad news, we're sinners. We deserve separation from God in hell. The good news is that Jesus died for your sins, and if you'll believe in him, you'll be saved from hell to heaven. And uh, that is the very first thing you should do as a parent is make sure you know you're saved and then work hard on making sure your children are saved and then making sure you and your children grow in the knowledge of your Savior, Jesus Christ. If you have questions about that, please contact us. 1-800-78-GRACE is our number, 1-800-78-GRACE. Call during business hours or leave a voicemail if it's after hours or anytime, go to our website. We've got great material there, ingraceradio.com. Now, I promised you at the beginning that uh, we would tell you more about how you can get your hands on some great creation videos. Well, first, let me tell you that the entire Raising Great Kids series is available on CD. And if you'd like to get that, it's at ingraceradio.com. Now, how do you get the creation materials, especially the tour of Noah's Ark? We need to train our kids in how we know for sure Genesis is true, how we know all the animals could fit on the ark. Well, we've got a full length, 
four-part video called A Tour of Noah's Ark with Bodie Hodge. Bodie is Ken Ham's son-in-law, and he gave us the most wonderful tour of their full-size ark at Answers in Genesis. And so we'd like to send this to you as a thank you for your gift to In Grace, and the gift can be of any amount. Now, if your gift is $35 or more, I'm going to send you another creation video. It's called A Walk Through the Creation Museum with Ken Ham, and a third video called Exploring God's Ocean, Going Under the Sea at the Florida Keys and checking out God's amazing creation. So contact us today and get these great creation resources. Don't forget to get the video series, A Tour of Noah's Ark, for your gift of any amount. When your gift is $35 or more, you will also receive two more video series, A Walk Through Creation with Ken Ham and Exploring God's Oceans. Or get our entire eight-series creation bundle for just $100. Call 800-78-GRACE, go to ingraceradio.com, or write to us at Ingrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Thank you for joining us on Ingrace Radio with Jim Scudder, Jr. Ingrace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at Ingrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on In Grace Radio.